0: you sure you don't
1: want, like, water, or...? I have Okay. <laughs> What's this cat's name mean? What a this conversation.
0: That one? Yeah, let's do it. He's not even in the... He has me in the chat, though. Oh, does he? Uh, don't you think? <laughs> Won't we'll be realistic if you don't have pictures of the cat that I'm talking
2: about. I mean, they know that we're faking at this point. <laughs>
0: Is there anything you don't don't want to talk about? I'll let you know. Okay. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe that date. Maybe I don't want to talk about that date. Just at him right in it. It's his name. I could. I could Instagram tag him, really. He follows me. I think I probably follow him back. I don't even want him their scientific research. Yeah, I'd like to know more. I'd like to know his sources. This whole perspective on like what science is seems backwards to me. Yeah. (laughs) This is cool. I should just leave this here. Lovely, yeah. oh yeah it's a little hot Yes, yeah, a
2: little <laughs> which is surprising oh it's, good one. Oh, it's actually surprising okay. mm-hmm. this stuff's over here for like 18 shows me to be dying
1: Where, where were you and where was home? Um, home is in Marion, okay. where we're from right now. Yeah. And then I was in San Antonio, Texas.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Shit.
1: That was when you were still in the Navy? Mm. Yeah. And they like, didn't, think about the way home, or? No, they bought me a bus ticket. you They got on one of those Greyhound buses. Yeah, like, leave the hospital and get on a
0: fucking Greyhound bus. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Greyhound bus is like, guaranteed to give you, um, to stress you out anyway, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, did you hear about that one guy who like, cut off somebody's no. head on the greyhound bus? No. What? Alright, I don't know if this actually, I don't know if this actually happened, but there was a story going around that like, somebody like, slit the throat of somebody and then cut off their head on the greyhound bus. Like,
1: like a few years
0: ago. What was he using? I don't know. He's cutting off someone's head happening that quickly. Hunting knife? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like we should Google this. Okay. Well,
1: I'm going to Google it right now. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to be on that bus. Uh, I don't think I would. I mean, if I wasn't harmed, I would love to be on it. If I was harmed, then obviously no. But
0: yeah, you might not would a
1: like head <laughs> If I was a victim, apparently, definitely not. Great. Right. Uh, yeah. And then i been Greyhound bust the heading. Killing of Tim McLean. Did it happen? Uh, this is... The killing of Tim McLe- McLean occurred on the evening of July 30th, 2008. A 22-year-old Canadian man was stabbed, beheaded, and cannibalized while, while riding a greyhound. Okay, this is better than I Canada thought. bus. Yeah. Better. I mean, juicier. This is
0: juicier than
1: I thought. <laughs> yep. And then he was only riding it for 19 miles, and then it says like Canadian location, which I don't know. So it's it. On March 5th, 2009, McLean's killer, the 40-year-old Chinese Canadian Vincent Wang, Wang Lee. Um, just called Vince.
0: Vince.
1: <laughs> what? Does it say that? Yes, just called Vince. Just
0: called
1: Vince. <laughs> now known as Will Baker. What? That's a dramatic name change. Was found not to be criminally responsible for the murder and was remanded remanded to a high security mental health facility in share or Kirk where he was detained, and he was released on May 8th, 2015, so they found him mentally not there, so that he wasn't. Yeah. Wow. Holy He's out there. Fucking shit. If your name is Will Baker, a boy. Okay. Wow. Head you, and then EU. Huh? In
0: public. What's that? Oh, head you, EU, in public. Yeah. Was there anybody else on the bus? Like, I don't know.
1: The bus driver...
0: Did the bus driver
1: know? Um, I need know details. All right, here's some more details. At 12:01 p.m. on July 30th, 2008, Tim McLean was a oh, carnival, carnival barker.
0: I don't know what that is. A carnival. A carnival barker, like a somebody who like shouts out stuff to get people oh, to come yeah. to the attraction, like get oh, away, guys. If I was gonna be somebody. That guy was a carnival barker? Yeah. The guy who died was. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Wait, that's just as good. That's yeah. just as good. So, but so carny was the good guy,
2: uh, the did. victim in the story.
1: He was returning home to Manitoba after working at a fair in Alberta, and he departed Edmonton on the Greyhound bus 1170 to Winnipeg via Yellowhead Highway through Satchel Walkenstein. Sach- Sach- Saskatchewan. Yeah. 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 I'm from Canada. Are you? Mm-hmm.
0: I'm from Toronto.
1: Here I am, skipping out these- now I feel bad. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know how to pronounce these. You're about to <laughs> learn. He sat- he sat up the rear, one row ahead of the toilet. At 6.55pm, the bus departed from a stop in Eckerson, Manitoba, with the new passenger, Vince Wang Wang Lee. Lee- they now call him Lee. Described as a tall man in his 40s with a shaved head and sunglasses, originally sat near the front of the bus but moved to sit next to McLean, following a scheduled rest stop. McLean barely acknowledged Lee and then fell asleep against the window pane, headphones covering his ears. There are witnesses. Here's. According to witnesses, the clean was sleeping with his headphones on when the man sitting next to him suddenly produced a large knife and began stabbing the clean in the neck and chest. The bus driver <laughs> 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 should <have> laugh. <laughs> the bus driver pulled it's to the up. side of the road so that he and all the other passengers could exit. They left him on the bus. They they just left. The bus driver pulled to the side of the road so that he could he and all the other passengers had exit the vehicle. And that they just left the man there while the, he decapitated McLean and displayed his severed head to the other passengers standing outside. That a driver and two other men had attempted to rescue McLean, but they were chased away by Lee, who slashed at them from behind the locked bus doors. Lee then went back to McLean's body and began severing other parts and then consuming some of his flesh.
0: Oh my gosh. This is okay, so like, I thought it was ridiculous that somebody would have been decapitated at all on a yeah, bus. This story just like, makes my idea seem very reasonable by comparison. I just
1: can't imagine, I'm just imagining like a bus full of passengers, they see someone getting stabbed. No one, like their first instinct was escape the bus, don't stop him. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, let's try to get back on the bus now. After that, like, he's like <laughs> Why did you just like, there's so many, I just, I don't know so many people, I feel like someone would have had to have had the hero complex thought and like, and them.
0: Well, I guess it depends, right? Like if the guy, it might have been they were like, well, we can't save that guy, but this guy's definitely coming for the
1: rest of us. Yeah. Maybe it it was something
0: like that. It could
1: have been like too far gone.
0: Yeah. That is so wild. That is so wild. I'm traumatized. What was my life if I saw that? Also, it's Canada, like, It's a little more... There aren't as many people carrying weapons there as there are here, I will say. What's that
2: as far as you
0: want
2: to go? Is that as far as you want to go on the weapon topic?
0: Um, I mean... I think that gun control is a really, like, nuanced issue. Uh, But, I, I like... I feel... Better about being from a place where it's not an issue. Like I feel better being in Canada when I'm thinking about guns. Yeah. So when did you move here? I moved here when I was 11, like almost 12. Where my folks needed work. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad got like a technical degree in database stuff. And he couldn't find work in Toronto. Uh, but there was a lot of work down here. So we looked at a few, I guess we looked at a few cities. I don't know. My, I think my folks kind of just like decided without me. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all moved down here. And I think we kind of thought that we would go back like after a couple of years. But we totally got sucked into Columbus. And yeah. Never left. So. Is it just you? Do you have any siblings? It's just me. Just you. Yeah. Uh, my cat, my, my cats, my parents have... Well, they had two cats that, like, we got when we were in high school, they were my cats, but I Mm -hmm. left them when I uh, went to college and moved out. And my dad likes to make fun of how those are... He, like, calls the one remaining cat my sister, but then he's like, but actually, Ryan's your mother. You abandoned your children. Oh, really? (laughs) My dad likes to tease. (laughs) It's a little funnier when he says it than when I say it. I don't love it. makes me feel kind of bad, but I got my own cats now, and those are also not my children.
1: Some people view their pets as their children. That's
0: true, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I like call myself a cat mom, but I don't know. I don't really feel like that is a healthy way for me to approach pet having. Like, I feel like I do better when I treat my pets. When I'm thinking about what my pets would need as like adult human beings, right? Like, I try to pay attention to what it is they seem to want, instead of so just sort of treat. Like, I feel like if you have a kid, you sort of treat it like you know more than it does yeah. than they do. But like, I don't know. I think it's a better. It's I prefer not to treat kids that way, and I also like, yes. I found after a while that I can sort of treat pets that way too. Although I also like to force my cat to snuggle on at them, Oh, this is a good moment to recap. So what's this cat singing? Oh, this is Tupelo, like the honey. <laughs> Used to be Tupelo like uh, the Nick Cave song that Nick and I have falling out a few months ago. Well, probably longer than that, but I like Loved Nick Cave super hard for like five years, I um, had like a big crush on him too, and I think it was, I was like not in a great place, I was in a not very good relationship um, with somebody who like introduced me to Nick Cave, and I like sort of just hooked onto it as, I don't know if it was escape, I mean the crush was definitely escape, but uh, Yeah, I was like super into Nick Cave for like a really long time, but recently, I think it was sometime last year, maybe the year before, uh, Radiohead got on in like a strop because uh, Palestinian, uh, like pro-Palestine protesters like showed up at their concert in Tel Aviv. Mm and they, like, I guess were maybe not the coolest to the audience about it and kind of just, like, got offended that people would use their concert as an opportunity to protest. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of me to are there for me. I don't, I'm not, like, super into Radiohead anymore, but, uh, the same year, a few months later, Nick Cave came out and said, like, we're proudly scheduling a concert in Tel Aviv because we love our fans there, and, uh, How dare protesters attempt to silence artists? And basically just kind of made like this like deep and old and very raw and very active political like nightmare about like white dudes free speech. And I'm over here like literally everyone who cares about you hangs on your every word. Like, do you really need like You have the freest fucking speech. Yeah. You have the freest speech of probably, like, you're in the 1% of people who have free speech in an open platform, like... I don't know, I thought it was really gauche that he turned it into, like, a... Like, a personal, like, thing about how artists deserve to be heard and never silenced and yada yada yada. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's super fucking famous. So, uh... It kind of... I'm not gonna say that like I don't still love the music, but it kind of soured me on the relation, the like relationship I had in my head yeah. with Nick Cave and with that music, and so I kind of just like dipped from it,
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is too bad because I like that shit, it's got good music. Yeah. Sorry Nick Cave, <laughs> I'm actually not, I'm not sorry.
1: Um... So, tell us, like, what do you do? Like, what what do you, like, how's your music? How's my music?
0: Well, okay, so, first of all, my music is only, like, 14 months old. I have a 14-month-old music. (laughs) I've played in bands for, like, since I was, like, a teenager. But, like, other people's bands? I was really, I think, insecure about, like, Making my own art, like, I didn't feel like anything that I did was any good. I was, like, really self critical. And, uh, so I just never, like, tried to write a song. And then I had this really bad breakup in 2017 that, like, it was basically, like, two years of very slow breaking up. I wouldn't even say that, like, it was a year of me knowing something was wrong and asking if something was wrong and him him being like no nothing's wrong and then a year of like I finally got him to admit that there was something wrong and then like the floodgates opened and then it was a really toxic dynamic of like him like we would go through cycles where like everything was fine and then he would get sort of like more and more and more closed off and then I would be like What's going on? He'd be like, nothing. I'd be like, what's going on? He'd be like nothing. And then I'd be like, you're treating me like shit. And he'd be like, here's all the things you've done over the period of time when it from when it was good until now.
1: Wow.
0: Uh, and then it would end with me apologizing for like all the things that I've done, even though like he never brought them up. I didn't these these were all like just shit that he'd like put on a list so that he could blow up at me about it later. Because he didn't want to like confront it in the moment. Yeah. Uh, so it was like a year of that, and I really didn't want it to end. And we did counseling, and, like, things were kind of getting better, and then they just, I guess things turned a corner when he said he was just, like, I came home from work one day, and he was like, I'm looking at jobs in New York City.
3: Hello.
0: And I was, and he talked about that before, and I didn't really want to move. Um, and he, like, I think I convinced him to stay. Like he... I convinced him to try to stay. But uh, he, yeah, we like, talked about it, and I was like, okay, well, if this is what it's gonna take, then, like, let's actually try to do it, but I would, like, try to find places that we could live, and he was like, well, that's too expensive, and I don't want to live that way, and I'm like, well, I need more space than this, and, yeah. uh, it basically, like, he didn't end up moving to New York, he still lives here, oh. um, but he... I, like, I was at work, the, I think it was the day after, or maybe a couple days after, and I was just, like, really upset. I was really, like, freaking out about the situation, and I went, I left work early, and I went to my parents' house, and, like, I called him from my parents' dining room, and I remember just asking him, like, do you even want me to go with you? And he, like, didn't have an answer, and I was, like, well, okay, so we need to talk, I'm coming home right now.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and so, we met up here and basically like, we broke up. And then he was like, I didn't expect to break up today. And I was like, he just told me that you don't want me to move yeah. with you. Like, what did you expect? That's a big sign. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was a really rough relationship Um, I did a lot of like personal work in that time to try to like make things better Um, And I eventually I was just like look, I don't want this to end But like I have to end this because I can't I got a Xanax prescription because I had so much anxiety from this relationship like There was a period of time where I wasn't sleeping It was like two weeks where I like basically didn't sleep Yeah, it was really tough so Like all of that work Um, That I did during that time, like I pretty much immediately got to sort of try on for size as like my own person once he moved out, and like I started seeing other people and like pursuing my own projects. uh, I was feeling like super open, and I was meeting all these really amazing people and hanging out with like some new friends who are now like some of my closest friends, uh, who also were making music. And I had this uh, these plans with my friend Max to go over to his house to work on our friend Charlie's music house and learn some bass parts for him. Um, I play in that project, it's called Stellar Trust, um, we've got some songs in we have pretty stoked about that. Uh, so I was just like expecting to go over to Max's and like learn some bass parts and I'd never been to his place before and he has this really cool old little Wurlitzer that's sort of been like modded out and I sat down and like started playing just a thing, like a, a melody line. And he was like, we should we should record that. And I'm like, are you set up for that? He's like, yeah. And like six hours later, we had a song, or like most of a song. I went home and wrote lyrics in the bath. Mm-hmm. And I came back to his house the next day. This is New Year's Day, by the way. Um, I forgot I said that. And we like fit, we finished a song. And then I like had a song. And I was like, oh fuck, okay, yeah, I need to do more of this. So like. Every week for the next like 10 or 12 weeks um, I would like work on material at home and then i go over to Max's place and we record it together so I've got like 10 songs just, well I've got more than that now but I've got 10 songs just like chilling, like fully demoed out just sort of waiting to get produced so um, I just, uh, well I haven't put down the deposit yet but I'm gonna be working with Glenn Davis. Mm-hmm who he played in a band called, oh jeez. <laughs> it's totally out of my head, sorry Glenn. Um, it's gone, it's not in my head right now. I feel like I need to look it up, but. Um, they were a band that did like pretty well in Columbus and I don't think they're playing that much now, but they're still they're still active as far as I know. Uh, anyway, Glenn is fucking awesome. Uh, he's a really fantastic producer and like, uh, Max and I just got together last night, or Thursday night, and like got him all of the separate tracks for the demos that we made, and Glenn's gonna like start working on them pretty soon, and we're gonna like pull the record out of them. It's exciting. Yeah. So, yeah, that's very, that's, that's sort of like synth-pop, um, 80s, 90s, like a little far Uh, it's all pretty like romantic, I think, I think about that a lot. I write a lot of love songs, Um, which I hope everyone is cool with. I mean, love songs, they sell. (laughs) They do, they do sell. They absolutely sell. Um, Yeah, love songs sell. But, I mean, you know, that's like where a lot of the feeling is. Yeah. So yeah, I think about love a lot, I write a lot about love. And like relationships, I'm pretty interested in relationships. But like, since I write about love a lot, I also have a lot of like, kind of sad material that's yeah. like a little melancholy and like kind of tender. Um, and that kind of needed a home because it didn't really fit with very, like the, the pop material. Um, so I gave that stuff another name. Uh, that's Mary Steel, And I have a show coming up actually in February.
1: Where are you playing?
0: Playing at Cafe Kerouac on... February 16th, it's the Saturday after Valentine's Day, Um, I'm playing with Sam Corlett and uh, Kaylee Featherstone, and it's Kaylee's first show as a solo artist, she's playing as Mucus, M-U-K-I-S-S, and it's my first solo show, Uh, and I'm really nervous, but I'm also really excited, and then Sam's been playing forever, so like... She's gonna kill it, and I think uh, I think it's gonna be a good turnout. And I know
1: that the material's gonna be really sweet. I heard some of your work from what Matt showed me, and you sound amazing. Thank you. He's awesome. Very into it.
0: You guys should come. You should come to the show. You want to go? Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: Please come. You I know you would great.
1: Cool. Awesome. Um. Are you gonna play a snippet while we're podcast?
0: I can, yeah. I mean, I hope I don't fuck it up. Will you edit it if I fuck it up? Sure. Cool. Uh-huh. Wink wink. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how this Okay. So I guess you tell me if this is, like, an okay volume? Thank you. Um, I play with a band, well, I play with an artist named Adam Remnant, Mm -hmm. I play in his band. Uh, And his brother also plays in his band, and he's got another brother who, I'm not sure where he lives, I feel like he might, at one point he was in LA, but I don't know if that's where he is now, but he's not nearby, but he came into town for Christmas, and we've done this a couple years running where we have a Remnant family jam. Because uh, Adam's brother Jesse also has a band, uh, Human Cannonball. So we uh, get together in Dayton. We played, both both years we played this place called Yellow Cab. It's a brewery in a really weird part of Dayton that's like, you're like driving through sort of an industrial park and then there's this converted, I guess it was probably a garage or something like that, or a warehouse, but a uh, super cool place, really good beer. Um, and, uh, right, The Remnant Family Jam, okay. So like, uh, last year when we did it, um, I think Sharon from Counterfeit Madison played and Adam's band played and Jesse's band played. Um, and this year we kind of mixed it up so it was more of like a, uh, like a review where we did two sets my dad and I opened, did we open the first set or did we play? I think we opened the second set, I forget. Um, but basically like uh, the bands took turns playing and then like each band had sort of like other people who had played in other bands come up and like do guest spots. Yeah. It was just super fun. Uh, I think we're, we're going to make it like a more than we're going to continue the annual tradition of doing the Remnant Family Jam. Yeah, it's a good time. So I played a song that I wrote, that I'll be playing on the the show on the 16th with my dad, Um, who actually doesn't know about the show. Or that I even have, he doesn't even know about Mary Steele. I kept it a secret from him so I could surprise him when I actually had something, like, ready to show.
1: Is he coming to your show? You got it.
0: He's coming, and my mom is coming, and my two aunts from Toronto are going to be in town too, and they're coming. So, like, my whole family's gonna be there, and I'm gonna be singing songs about my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just gonna try not to make it too weird.
1: So just make direct eye contact. Yeah, good luck. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With
0: my dad, my dad the whole time. <laughs> and my mom. Yep. I mean, my folks are cool. They're not... I don't think they're gonna get freaked out. I think yeah. they're really gonna like it.
1: Is this show... How much... Is it... How much you have the pay to get in there?
0: Oh, okay. So... Uh, It's $6 at the door. Doors are at 8 p.m. We're going to start probably around 9 Playing music. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Caramac is a very cool spot. Have you guys been there? I I used to uh, do open mic poetry. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's a really, it feels like a really safe space. Like, I know a lot of people who have worked there or who have booked shows there, and, like, it just feels... It feels like the perfect place, I think, to do a first... Solo show. Uh, the show is called Marry Yourself because Kaylee and Sam and I are all, I think, relatively recently single um, out of long term relationships. And like, all, I think a lot of our material is going to be about that. Yeah. Um, so we all sort of like independently arrived out of these relationships at feeling like we needed to commit to ourselves and our, our music and our. Uh, Bodies and feelings right because like it can be very easy in an intimate relationship to Prioritize pleasing the other person or like just spending a ton of time together because you like really enjoy spending time with somebody, right? so The idea of marry yourself is like I think at least for me that like the songs have been born out of like spending more time on my own yeah. Like focused on me. I think if I was still like living with somebody right now, I would not have written any songs last year. I would still not be a songwriter.
1: Glad you are. Nice. It's nice. It's nice to hear. Um. Besides music, mm-hmm. what else do you do job-wise, or is the music like your only job? Oh god, I wish music was my
0: job. Um, That's kind of a goal. Right now, uh, my day job is I do UX design at Bath and Body Works. Okay. Um, That is great. The commute is terrible. My team is really cool. I've been doing UX for like ten years, and I've always worked from home. So, like, the the culture of being in an office and sort of like the day to day of being in an office. and like going to an office is has been like a tough adjustment for me because I'm used to just sort of being in my space and like if I need to do yoga I can do yoga if I need to like do laundry I can do laundry. Now all of those things that I used to do during the day are like at the end of a pretty long commute. So that's been challenging for me, but like the jobs are great. Um, it's not what I want to do with my time all the time though. I'd really rather be like playing music. Uh, or giving tattoo, that's something that I started doing this year. I
1: saw some of your uh, poke and stick of yeah. yeah, stick and poke. Yeah. Stick and poke? hmm
0: Yeah, hand poke tattoo is, it was like my introduction, I guess, to the tattoo world. Because I was like so, I loved the look of tattoos my whole life. Yeah. But I didn't really know that many people who had them. Uh, and the very first person I ever talked to about tattoos, I was like 14 or 15, I think. And it was my cousin's boyfriend. And he had a ton of tattoos. He just had like, both of his arms were sleeves and was like in his 20s. So uh, he had a lot of tattoos done in a really short amount of time. But I remember him saying, I asked him like about his tattoos or somebody did. And I remember him saying, like, when you get a tattoo, when I get a tattoo, I find an image that I really want, or that I really like, and I'll put it in a picture frame, and I'll leave it on my bedside table, and if I still like looking at that picture, after a year of waking up next to it, I get it put on my body. And that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. I was just like, how could you ever commit to, an, like, one image and then see it every day for the rest of your life? Um, so it turns out that it's not actually like that when you have tattoos. Like, no. you don't look at your tattoos constantly. Exactly. Uh, most of mine are in spots where they're concealed. So, like, I don't see them that often, uh, unless I'm naked. So, like, they're not constantly in your face for one, but for another, like, Okay, so what happened was I I was seeing this guy who basically like his whole body was like covered in different tattoos from different people and all these different styles and like obviously different uh, like levels of um, like ac- accomplishment or ability, right? So like some of them looked like they were really professionally done and some of them looked like somebody had no idea what they were doing and it looked really rough and I just like, I love the look of these tattoos, and I asked him about it, and he was like, well most of them are stick and poke tattoos that I got from friends, like, when we were just sort of like, you know, drunk one night hanging out or whatever, and when he, as he was like describing the experience of like, like each of these tattoos is like a memento of of an experience, I was like, well that makes a hell of a lot more sense than like picking a picture and like having this object made part of your body object forever, right? Yeah. And that, like, really sort of opened up to me, it made it accessible to me the idea of getting a tattoo because, like, the, t- the meaning behind the tattoo isn't I like this image right now. It's not about taste. It's about, like, having a meaningful experience yeah. with another person. Like the memory
1: it came from. Yeah. Like, so. I have a tattoo on my shoulder, which I got when I was in San Antonio, my first tattoo that I got with I, this is a girl I thought would be like my best friend for we had a deep connection. Um, but it's it didn't work out in a way. But it's like it's pretty large. Uh-huh. Yeah, They offered a discount, so I took it. I went in, I looked at their reviews real quick, did not know if they were gonna be like good, bad, or I saw a pick some pictures, but it was on their page and it had like a bunch of different of their tattoo artists. And so when I went in for it, I put in what I wanted, and they're like, oh, you're just go do. And they said this woman's name. I'm like, okay. And so she drew it up and it looked fine. And then she put it on my body. Then I got this one when we were on vacation last year in uh, Destin, Florida. And I just looked up the. I just wanted like a memory tattoo. Yeah. When I was there. So. Yeah. Was our first. Well, I our first. It was our
2: first vacation.
1: It was like first
2: vacation Yeah. Like a week long vacation.
1: How long like how easy is it to do your stick poke
0: tattoos? Well I mean I think I have a pretty good technique. Um, so I got a tattoo. All my all my tattoos are hand poke. One of them I did and then I have two others that um Women, one in New York, uh, Brooke her in New York did my first tattoo, and then the second one I got from this girl named Mia who lives in Boston. Um, and so, like, I watched them, and I feel like I learned pretty fast how to how to do it. And like, I watched what videos are out there. There aren't a lot of videos on stick and poke, um, but Brooke was really really generous with like her time and attention and gave me a lot of pointers and like has given me tips on like what kind of materials to use and I've basically taken all of her suggestions because they're all fantastic yeah, like she um, I used the ink that she used on my tattoo and she uh, turned me on to some needles that are really great so since I upgraded to like nicer needles um, it's a lot easier to get a better product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little slower though because they're very fine. I do a lot of fine line work. So like, as far as like doing a tattoo, um, I find that it's it's really not like... Like one tattoo isn't harder than the other, it's just a higher level of complexity. Yeah. So like you're just doing more lines, you're working for longer. So I've done tattoos on my friends, um, and I think made or, like, strengthened some friendships, actually, by, by giving tattoos, which has been nice. Um, but it's a slow process. Because when you're doing stick and poke, you're basically like... So when you have a machine, it's got a needle that's mechanically moving, like, yeah. I don't know, hundreds of times a minute, right? Mm-hmm. And when it's hand poke, it's one poke at a time. So, like, it's... It, a tattoo that would take, like, 20 minutes on a machine can take, like, two hours. By hand.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, so it's a slow, it's a slow process, but it's really meditative.
1: Paint tolerance wise, um, would you say it hurts more or less compared to a regular
0: tattoo? Well, I don't have any machine tattoos, so I can't speak from experience. But people who I've, all the people I've tattooed have had machine tattoos already, and they compare. Or like what they say about the, the machine tattoo experience is that it feels like, kind of like your skin is burning, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of vibration. So with hand poke, there's no vibration. Uh, and you can feel like every stick. And how painful it is depends on a couple of factors. It depends on, if you like if you go too deep, it hurts. Um, and if you hit a nerve, um, or if you're hitting nerves, like that can be, Sometimes it's painful and sometimes it's like I don't know, just sort of you know that feeling that you get when you hit your uh, funny bone, It's sort of like that feeling. So when I got my first tattoo, I sweat a ton and like it's on my ribs. It's underneath my left breast, on my ribs, and like it's a uh, there were a couple of spots, and I don't know if it was on the bone or between the bone, but like there was some spots where it was super nervy and like very uncomfortable and I was sort of just like I had to go into like kind of a trance uh, while I was like having the sensation because it was very intense. Yeah. Um, this tattoo doesn't feel it didn't feel like really anything at all. There were only a couple of times where I think she went a little deep um, that I felt like a couple of the sticks but otherwise it was like it was chill. I didn't sweat, I wasn't uncomfortable at all except for like to get this angle it was kind of a weird position yeah. to sit in. Uh, and then the one that I did on myself down here, uh, I did not, I didn't feel. Um, and it's got a lot of, You well, don't know if I can pull it out. It's got a lot of blowout. This is when I, this is before I switched needles. Um, oh, that's really cool though. Thanks. So this is sort of a, a memento to myself of like, the work that I've been doing to, I don't know, love myself more, I guess, and attend to myself more. and. That's sort of what this is. And also, like, it was my first tattoo I did on myself, so it was, like, kind of a... I look forward to, like, tattooing myself again in a few years and seeing the difference. I'm sure it's, like, already I've, I know I can do better work than this, so I'm pumped to compare and contrast. It's so weird being in front of a camera. I feel so nerdy. Yeah, I
2: have a prime lens, so I can just zoom in or out, so
0: I'm like... Yeah, you're, on the, you're up in close
2: it. ...close in my bag.
0: Yeah.
2: Curled up in a corner somewhere.
0: Yeah. So, does it hurt more? Uh, I mean, like I said, I didn't feel this one at all, except for a couple of sticks. So, it depends on placement, and I think it depends on like technique a little bit, and also just like individual sensitivity. But I wouldn't. I wondered if it was gonna hurt when I got my first tattoo, and like. I didn't come out of it being like, God, that really hurt, you yeah. know? So, no. It doesn't really hurt. Whoa. Doesn't hurt that bad. Give me a
1: prize in a time and I'd love to get tattooed sometime.
0: I mean, if you want a real small tattoo, I can tattoo you right now.
1: Right now? Mm-hmm. Fuck like, yeah. You want to? to? Yes.
0: Okay. You want me to do like a little triangle somewhere or
1: something? Oh yeah. well, watch that.
0: Give it some thought, we can come back to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you've got like, I think I could do like a little teeny tiny one in like, maybe a half hour?
3: Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I want to give you a tattoo, that sounds so fun. That sounds, but yes. Totally. Excellent. Okay. I was hoping you were actually, I was hoping this would happen. (laughs) Yes. Cool. Yeah, I'm gonna tattoo, I'm gonna tattoo tattoo your girlfriend. (laughs) That's so fun. Yeah. All right. What should we talk about now, or should we just like do that? Would it have to be
1: a triangle. No. <laughs> just something like small and simple. I'm totally gonna look it up right now. You have to, My tattoo inspiration is Pinterest. I don't know if that's weird. You can look like,
0: at my uh, my tattoo Instagram too. Okay. It's sun god spells. Hold on a
1: second. Um, I really like that. I know it's not small. I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. I know it's not,
1: anyway. These
0: sketches, you'd make these? Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, it's all my art. That one that you pulled up uh, is, like, drawn from an existing piece of art that was in a tweet. That was like, nobody looking at cell it was one of those like nobody looking at cell phones. Yeah, there it yeah. is, just people living in the moment. Uh, so, I uh, basically did like a like a tracing of that drawing in my own style, and then I added uh, a cell phone. Uh, the devil's holding a cell phone, like checking his messages. Oh yeah. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. I'm a big fan of like Baphomet or the devil. What's that? I'm a big fan of like Baphomet.
3: Like the devil. Oh yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. It's Like I don't believe in the God or. Are you into magic? Yes. Yeah? yeah. Do you do magic? Um, I don't. I haven't done any like rituals or anything. But I have all the up for to do it. I'm like, like right now I like, carry crystals in my pocket. Yeah. Fuck yeah! I fuck with crystals. Yeah. I'm trying to dive more into it. I have like a whole bunch of books on it. Cool. Alright. You should definitely look
0: at look up Brooke Her. It's uh, B-R-O-O-K-E-H-E-R. She does tattoo, but she also does ritual magic, like ritual practice. Say that again. B-R- B-R-O-O-K-E-H-E-R-R. She does ritual practice. Um, I did a session with her. Uh, and she gave me a couple of a couple of rituals that I haven't been keeping up on lately. Sorry, bro. <laughs> um, but we're super helpful. She did one. She helped me design one where the intention is to just sort of like give myself a moment to check in because like I'm always running from place to place like super busy way over schedule. Um, so that ritual is just like I have a plate and I have a cracker, like a saltine, mm-hmm. and I just like, I'll put a slice of butter on the cracker and I'll just like sit with the plate and I'll eat the cracker. And that's just like my moment every morning to like sort of recenter and check in with myself and like see if there's anything I need to pay attention to. It's like, I have some chronic pain issues mm-hmm. that are have actually really improved since I started doing this ritual. Um, I just basically have like a fucked up back Um, and sitting at a desk makes it worse so like I was I learned last year that like I was having these emotional responses to these feelings I was having because I wasn't really like acknowledging that the feelings were happening so like I was having like physical pain in my body that I just sort of was ignoring or repressing, yeah. but it was coming out in like this weird neediness with like my people I'm close to, like my close relationships, um, I was thinking, there was one dude who like every time my shoulder would start to hurt, he would sort of pop into my mind and like my feelings about him would get more intense as the pain got worse, and when I realized that I was like, oh, I'm like projecting my pain onto my relationships, like that's really not healthy, so. I'm trying to figure out how to not do that, and I think this ritual practice has helped. And also, just having the realization that that's something that I do mm-hmm. helped me to be aware of it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Ritual practice is the jam, it's really great. It helps. It helps you get a, a handle, I think, on your mind, how your mind works. Do you meditate? I journal, so kind of. Yeah. Um, Music is a little meditative for me. Tattoo is definitely meditative. But, like, I don't really sit down and, like, quiet my mind. Like, I do yoga, like, I get a little bit of it in there. But, no formal meditation. No formal meditation.
1: (laughs) I try to journal. um, And I try. To meditate, I haven't really stuck with it, like like every day, probably like once here, once there. Yeah. Actually, when I got, I got really mad the other day, and I destroyed a journal. Oh no! You're like stabbing it. Wow! But it let all my emotions out, and I felt good afterwards. That's cool. But alternative uses to journals.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a thing, right? Like, destroying stuff is, I haven't really read into it, but destroying stuff is like a therapy for some folks. Mm -hmm. Like, when I get anxious, I just, I break dishes or whatever, I think was a headline I saw on Facebook recently. And I was like, cool. Yeah. I don't
1: think I have the guts to break a dish, but
0: one day I will. You have to buy, I think the key is to buy dishes specifically for breaking. That's
1: a good
0: tip, yeah. Yeah. And I guess you have to, like, have a space to break it in where you're not going to cut your feet or, yeah. like, lose a lot of pieces underneath furniture and stuff like that. Yeah, I wonder what's involved. Like, there's a lot of logistics involved yeah. in breaking dishes therapeutically. <laughs> you can't just therapeutically grab a dish and start slinging it. Places. I, I yeah, mean, you could. Uh, you could. <laughs> you could. <laughs> but it might end up adding on to your stress instead yeah. of alleviating Maybe. it.
1: Yeah. How about... A finger tattoo. A finger tattoo. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. I've always wanted like, like an evil eye type of tattoo. Okay. Everybody had like different designs as to like how they... Like I always see different designs about how they portray it. So I would love to see your take on it.
0: Okay. I think I can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna pee and get some
1: stuff. Okay. Um, so good. I'm good sure? I guess water I guess. <laughs>
0: designed for myself when I first thought that I wanted the tattoo mm-hmm. and I shopped it around to some artists and like what I wanted was like a little more elaborate than this but basically everyone I talked to they're all dudes and they're all kind of jerks. Like what did they say? Um what they said, it was more like how they said it and then like, they didn't really follow up when I was like, well maybe we could do a different thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, they just like weren't very attentive, like obviously really busy but like it kind of felt like they were too busy to fuck with me. But the basic shape is just like a real skinny eye with a dot in it. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm What do you think about that? And like, can we do like Eyelashes or teardrop, yeah, yeah. We can totally do that. Um, that can do like that, maybe
0: something like that. Yes, yeah. Sure. Does this feel complete enough
1: for you? Mm, yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. And right here. Do you
0: want it like long ways or sideways?
1: I feel like long ways could look cool. Long ways like this way or long ways like? Like that way. That way. I feel like it could look cool, but it'll totally up to you. I mean, whatever is easier. I mean, it will give you more space that way. Let's just like, let's do some, like, some stencils and okay. see. Let's
0: see how you feel about it.
1: It's really fun.
4: Oh I love I want all the
0: histories. So, so... No. Like, it's... <laughs> I guess I just, like, haven't had that much confidence in my own, like, artistic product for a really long time, but... It's, like, kind of a shock to go from not making, really, any art to getting paid by people for putting art that you made permanently on their bodies. Yeah. I feel like I cheated. I feel like I just, like, didn't earn it. It's going to be so fun. have not really come around. A don't stop. They're up too. Really <laughs> As a cat parent, if I were to call myself a cat parent, my greatest disappointment would be that they don't like music. They don't like being around it. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's uh, I feel bad for them because it's like kind of all I do when I'm home. They're like, they're like, they're just used to hanging out and watching TV, that's what I did like, that was my main hobby for like, the whole time I was living with my partners. That was dumb. I wish I hadn't done that for so long. Okay, so. You're going to want to sit somewhere comfy. I haven't done a hand tattoo before. Can yeah.
1: I sit on that pillow measure? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: The <laughs> we could also do this at a table if that is easier. Whatever is easier for you, I'm just... I mean, I think I would prefer to go this way. I made it small enough that it should fit in that space really nicely. You Does that seem about right? Yes. Lashes away from you or towards you? Mm, away from me.
1: Okay. Really okay. so just as it is right now. Cool. Yeah, this is gonna look really cool. Awesome. Okay. Got some a little setup to do. Uh, mm-hmm. My tray. Would
2: Not mm-hmm. that much, it's away from me. Yeah. So that when you look at it, it's looking like back
1: at you? Yeah, but like also if other people look at it, that's the, the special love the eye. Other people see different things. Oh Sometimes but, I do have really good hairy hands, but I don't think I have hair on growing this particular right here.
0: Yeah, I think you're good. Sometimes, Sometimes hairs can make it hard to place the stencil.
1: I'll probably prop you on
0: my knee. Okay, if that's comfortable for you. Cool. If not, we can try, like, we can try something I think it's a little, I feel like it could be a little lower on your knuckle, what do you think? Like right there?
4: Yeah.
0: I feel like it's not quite, it looked centered when it was sort of like this, but mm-hmm. now that you're, when you stretch your hand up, yeah. what do you think, are you happy with where it is? Because we can
1: move it. Now is the time. Yeah, it's like not, it's like right there. Yeah, exactly. everyone to nice down
0: yeah okay we'll try to get your hand as flat as possible so that I get the position right because right now like I think it's just because uh, my top my hole yeah
1: let's it down. okay yeah is that what you it?
0: okay cool yeah let's give it a second to dry off about to tattoo you. This is so sweet. i was so happy. Me too. Yeah, I haven't done a tattoo in a few weeks because I've my shoulder up. Um, yeah, I've been missing it. Me too. What do you want to listen to? Is this cool or do you have something specific? This is
1: fun. Since you're from Canada, do you have still have a
0: citizen rights to there? Yeah, I have a green card to live here. So my passport's Canadian, and uh, I can go back. I can go there and work. I can go there and do pretty much whatever. Yeah, and I'm thinking about getting citizenship here, but it feels a little precarious right now. Do you think you'll ever move back to Canada? I don't know. I've been here for so long. Yeah. I've been here for, like, two-thirds of my life. All my friends are here, my work is here, my bands are here. Maybe. It's, yeah, it's possible. Toronto's so expensive, I don't know if I'd want to... Maybe I would move to Vancouver. I don't know if I'd want to live anywhere else in Canada besides those two spots. And it's just, like, really pricey up there. We'll see. I've never been to Canada myself.
2: It's not very deep, but I've been in there. Where have you been? Uh, we went just across the border, and then like at Niagara Falls. Okay. And then. I that's too over. I remember being
0: really. What was that?
2: So we didn't make it very far.
0: Niagara is a popular, a popular stop through. It's easy to get to because it's right at the border. The
2: one that was back when you only
0: needed a
2: license. Yeah. And they okay. changed it
0: since then. You definitely need a passport now. Um, I don't get grilled that much at the border, but... Um, I did get pulled over and had my car searched once. That so was... Weird. By U.S. or...? You- um, no... Going into Canada... Um... I'm gonna set up another light also, right. Um, where is that light? Is it... Yes.
1: Sorry, what did you ask me? Uh, did you get pulled over from like Canadian side or American? So.
0: Yeah. Okay, so it was the Canadians that pulled us over and admittedly it looked a little funny because we basically were just like friends from the internet. Mm-hmm. We didn't really know each other very well. Um, it was like two friends of mine from the internet, um, none of us are related. And then another friend of mine from here, who like, he, I was going to meet my friends and like go to Toronto and we were just going to like have a weekend. Yeah. But. He was on his way to London, Ontario, which was on the way, so I was just like, oh, well, I'll just drop you. I'll just drop you off on our way. So I think they looked at, and I guess there had been, like, some recent drug runs that they were sensitive to, so I think they just looked at a car full of people who appeared not to know each other very well, and were like, this looks fucking suspicious. (laughs) So I think that's, like, why they... I think that's why they pulled us over. But we were there for a long time. And there was nothing in our car like there was nothing in our car, so it must they must have been checking our actual luggage.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is like. I don't know, I feel skeepy about that. But nothing happened. We just like we like a couple hours late. Is this a good position? I think so. We'll start here and give it a try and see.
1: You ready? Yeah. Have you had a sticker book before? Nope. We're gonna catch my reaction live. Yes. Okay, so, I guess it isn't bad at all. That's how it's gonna be all done? So, <laughs> I may, what I'm doing right now is just
0: going really lightly over this design um, to get a sense of what your skin is like. I don't wanna blow it out at all. I don't wanna go too deep. So, depending on how this turns out, I may go more aggressively once I get this first cast on. It really like doesn't hurt. Yeah. Yeah. A and D helps the stencil stay on, but it also casts a lot of reflection. It's so hard to see sometimes. I have to like do weird positions with my neck to get the right, yeah, that's a good. Angle. You so said you have
1: two tattoos? Yep, I just have a on my wrist and my shoulder. Hopefully, like my goal is to
0: have it all over. Oh yeah? Do you want like bigger pieces or
1: like lots of little, like a piece sleeve sort of situation, with, like a lot of little pieces? Um, like the size is on my wrist right now. It's like this big and I kind of want, like medium to large miscellaneous tattoos all over my body. Okay. But like some pieces I want to be um, bigger. Like I want a back piece. Yeah. That goes like pretty much my entire back. Wow. But that that costs money. Yeah, Yeah, tattoos are really expensive. They really add up. Yes, they do. Canada. Do you have been no French? I. All right. So
0: yes, yes and no. I um, can speak French pretty well. It takes me a while to get my vocabulary back, but I can speak it okay. My comprehension is really bad. So like when people speak French to me, it takes me forever to like understand what they're saying. Yeah. It's a little embarrassing.
1: French in high school, but I like. can't read really, it. I never did any of it. Really? Yeah. But I saw the books, they go back to, they're really wanted to. Which, it's like a goal to learn a second language, but I'm not sure what I want to learn. Do you see yourself giving?
0: yourself more tattoo like the majority of your tattoos in the future or do you already you go to some other uh, people? Well I think so the first tattoo I got I got um, on the weekend for the week that I was in New York before my friend's wedding. Um, and then the second one that I got I got when I went on tour this past kind of summer. It's the first time I've been on tour in like a while, like a good while for more than like a like a two or three days at a time. Mm-hmm. So, I would like to continue to like get tattoos as travel mementos. Yeah. Um I'm not super stoked on tattooing myself a whole lot cuz like I don't know, I want to leave myself like I think I want to be sort of minimally tattooed in general, but I also like would like to leave room for uh like to continue to get tattoos over time. Yeah. Because like tattoos get kind of crunchy as you age, and I would really prefer not to be covered in like a bunch of really blurred out tats. Like stick and pokes fade faster than um machine tattoos typically. Yeah. And require more tattoos and stuff like that. Because you're putting like a lot less ink under the skin. Mm-hmm. So it basically ends up looking like like more because there's less ink under there the ink that spreads is like a higher percentage of the total ink right
3: mm-hmm.
0: so um, if i'm only getting sticking folks then they're probably gonna end up like a lot of them are gonna be touched up a lot sooner than if i was getting machine touches yeah this looks good look at this coming together it's... yeah good job. Oh my god, I love tattooing so much, it's so fun! I love tattoos. Thank you so much for letting me do this. Thank you for doing it.
1: welcome. Oh, I felt weird to ask at first, and i like, I don't want to just
0: like, ask her, but... No, I'm glad you did. Did I offer? No. Did you say, you were like, let me know when and where, and I was like, what about right now? Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah.
0: So I was at the bar last night, uh, and this song comes on, and I'm like, what is this song? And I asked the bartender, who is, uh, I know him through somebody else, and so we were pretty friendly, and he was like, this is Chris Anderson. I'm like, this is fucking dope. Uh, and then another song comes on, and I'm like, who is this? And it was like three times in a row, it was like, oh, it's Chris Anderson. And I'm like, well, how the fuck am I just finding out about Chris Anderson? You guys know who that is? I do not. Yeah, neither do I. He's sort of like a. I didn't really look into him. I just sort of like added into my Spotify. But it seems like he's maybe a drummer, mostly like primarily a drummer who does beats um, and songs and sort of like solely like modern sounding. soul. yeah.
1: Where can you put your music on the internet and download, or are you just bring out like a CD?
0: Um, I- well, eventually I'm gonna be- I don't have anything ready to release yet. I have a, a one single that I'm working on with Glenn Davis right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's gonna be out in time for the show in February. But that'll just probably be on like Bandcamp at first. Right. But eventually like iTunes and Spotify will be on. I'll be on all the regular places, hopefully sooner than later, because like that's where I can sing my music and I think that's where a lot of people do too. And it's not it's not the best, like you don't get the most listens on uh, bandcamp, I don't think. I think you get a lot <laughs> of listens if people can just like add you to their rotation yeah. in whatever apps they're already using. So that's my goal. I mean, everybody I know uses it. I oh, It's not. I wish there was. Well, maybe there is an app and I just don't know about it. But I wish there was an app that I knew about. Do
1: you want to sit, in that? No, No. Okay. He's a stand up guy. Cool. He's a stand-up guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh jokes. That was a good one.
0: <laughs> How's this feeling? Not bad at all. Yeah, they like don't really hurt. I also try to go really gentle. I know some folks who have gotten, like you can tell from the just the way the tattoo healed that like whoever did it went super deep.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Blowout's one way to tell but also like the tattoo's super raised. Yeah. That usually means that they got ink underneath the dermis and there's scar tissue in there. Yeah. So I try to keep it. I try to keep a really light hey. hand.
1: Are you doing fantastic?
0: Thank you. I also don't think. I think a lot of people think that they're going the right depth and they they're actually going too deep. It's like the smallest little. I wonder if smaller tattoos, you know how like when you get a tiny paper cut on your hand and it really hurts, but like you might have a gash on your knee and it's like fine. Mm. I wonder if like smaller tattoos hurt more or are more irritating than like bigger pieces. That can't can't be. A big huge piece that would drive me nuts.
1: All the itching. Yeah, I used more with this one than this one, but this one had more detail than that one. Yeah. And it's on my shoulder.
0: Yes, close to the bone. Oh, it feels super intense. This
1: one took six hours, and they just went- they lined it, and they re it, and they re it again. Oh, wow. And oh, my God. Wow, really? Yeah i'm not gonna lie i cried but it was like not like a oh my god cry
0: it was just like a tear droplet sure yeah my friend has um her first tattoo i think it's her left arm um yeah it was her left arm this whole it was this whole area and like a lot of it wrapped around like the front of the underside of her mm-hmm. her bicep basically or whatever uh, her tricep, i guess Whatever muscle that is. <laughs> anyway, like, she said it hurts so bad. Yeah. And she also has one on her foot. She picks, t- like, the, the most painful <laughs> yeah. locations to get tattoos. But, I mean, my, t- my first tattoo was on my ribs, and like I guess I'm not one to talk to. I got his first
1: tattoo last summer. Uh, around
0: his cap. That's a good spot. That's not not that painful of a spot, I don't think. The back, anyway.
2: Yeah, the back wasn't bad. The shin was awful.
0: Yeah, that would sting. Was it nervy for you? Uh, no. Just relax. No, I mean, like, was it? did you experience, like, nervy pain when they were doing your shin? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was a bunch of little... little stabbies. Okay. Yeah. I'm still learning how to do dot work. I just did a tattoo on Sharon from *Counterfeit Madison. It's my first tattoo that had dot shading on it. Um, it's a tooth.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: It's one of her... I guess she like had a wisdom tooth out at some point. And I have a series of of teeth you can just, like, pick, and they're all, it's like, medical, right, like, it's a medical diagram of teeth, so you can Mm -hmm. pick, like, your actual teeth, so she had me tattoo that wisdom tooth that she lost on her arm, and, uh, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go, because I'm used to, like, going over the same spots that I tattooed multiple times, right? Yeah. So, at first I was just like, maybe I can just do them with one stick apiece, but it did not work out that way. I had to like go back and go over a lot of them.
1: Have you ever been to Crohn's Mountain? Yeah. I love that place.
0: I haven't eaten there that much. I mean, I go to Bourbon Street for shows and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I'm used to being in the neighborhood, but, uh, I've only eaten their stuff twice. And once, well actually, no, it's like three or four times I've gotten, I've accidentally eaten it for delivery a couple times. But, um, yeah, the first time I had them was, uh, catering at a show, and I thought that the, they didn't like travel well or something, they were kind of dry. Yeah. But when I've had them at the bar, they're really delicious. But also, who's not gonna love, like, a fuck ton of carbs and a fuck ton of fat, right? <laughs> just the most delicious combination. of... <laughs> yeah, I was telling her that you didn't know the
2: definition of salad.
1: Wow. You think Bob is a salad? Totally. <laughs> what? Yeah, why not? It's not served hot. What is that exactly? It's just a salad. Right? Well, it's not always served hot.
0: I mean, I think a salad is just a bunch of different shits thrown in a bowl. I always picture salad like a bunch of, like, greens as a base. What about tuna salad? You're
1: right.
0: You salad liberals. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm just not, like, a salad prescriptivist, you know? Like, <laughs> I like to
1: be conservative with my salads. Only one yeah. I'm
0: Caesar! <laughs> 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 I'm
2: gonna be the only salad I know. Is huh? it garden
4: salad.
2: <laughs> I have,
0: salad? T- I have tons of friends who are salads. The idea being saladist. I can't believe I can't believe somebody actually said that shit to my friends. I can't believe it either. I've only seen that in
2: like memes and comments.
0: Yeah. I mean, I've seen it in the news, right? Like. People accused of racism being like, I have so many black friends and none of them think I'm racist. Like, all right, buddy. <laughs> but a real live person in reality said that line to me. I don't think he like meant it that way either. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It sure came out. <laughs> yeah. He was chill about it. You know, he once I called him on it, he was like, kind of. He, he was regretful and apologized, and was like, you don't need to apologize to me, he just like, don't say yeah, shit like that. You don't need to apologize to me, call your Asian friends.
1: Word, yeah! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Tell them what you just said. I'm not yeah, yeah. them as an excuse to be racist. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe, maybe he'll talk to them about it. So, my ex-fiance lived in Japan for some time. Uh for like I think a year he did like a like a work study trade OSU program something or other. Mm-hmm. Um and he once told me that like locker room talk here is like bragging about how big your dick is. He told me that in Japan it's more like oh no 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 your penis is much larger than mine. <laughs> oh,
1: that's different. That's
0: it's different. Yeah. So cool. I mean, yeah, it's it's a totally different vibe, right? But I wondered, I asked that guy, I was like, maybe this is partly that, like, I don't know who your Asian friends are, but like, maybe there's like, sort of a culture inversion that you're not catching on to. Yeah. Oops, 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 oops. Like maybe they're not making jokes about their small
2: penises, maybe
0: they're trying to build each other up. That's a nice idea. I don't know, I guess it depends on whether they're like, my dick's real small, or like, your dick's so small. <laughs> I guess it depends.
1: That's true. Yeah. Oh, this is going so
0: Alright, I'm officially only doing tiny tattoos from now on. This is going so quick and it's so fun. I'm officially going
1: to use my next stick tattoo. Hell yes. Oh my god, that'd be so fun!
0: You should take a look if you're into like spells and stuff like that. You should take a look at um, there's a an artist in LA called Tet Ta- Well, I don't know what her name is, but her Instagram handle is Tatty Compton, T A T I Compton, um, and she does really cool like s- like star patterns and crosses and like sort of ritual looking stuff. Um, there might be some inspiration there for you. But one of my Instagram story highlights is um, components for spell work. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that you want a spell for or something that you want to like something that you feel like represents you, um, that like I didn't have a finish to that thought. I didn't have an end to that <laughs> thought. But um, basically like take a look at my take a look at what's in there and see if like maybe you want a spell tattooed on you. Yeah. Sigil. For sure. Did you ever go to college? I did. I went to Ohio State for comparative ethnic and American studies. My um, undergrad thesis was. Do I have an undergrad thesis? Maybe not. Um, I started a project that was gonna be a master's proposal um, where I was gonna study the the politics of underground, like Western music scenes in China. That's yes, Yeah, I um, kind of am glad I didn't do it. I got kind of burnt out toward the end of my undergrad and. Uh, the i don't know just like sort of the i was a little jaded i guess because so much of the literature that comes out of comparative studies or has come out of comparative studies is modeled after like um like lacan and freud and uh um, derrida like these really obtuse writers who like can't write for shit but have really cool ideas yeah uh and i think a lot of the Because so so much of it relied on like this really esoteric and hard to understand source material. Um, There wasn't a lot of literature coming out that somebody who wasn't already an academic could like really get without a lot of work. Um, And I thought that kind of... I just like... I was like what's the point of having these conversations if the only people I'm talking to are people who like already get it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So... Kind of steered myself out of it because I just didn't feel like any work I did would have any like reach or impact really um, I think that's changed somewhat in the department yeah I think a lot of people felt the same way and there have been moves to sort of change that but it's sort of like how you know how like leftist activists use really a lot of technical language to describe social phenomena
3: mm-hmm.
0: it's sort of like Like, everybody is talking that way. And like, when when leftist activists speak that way, it's hard to understand, and like, it sounds really sort of blamey, and it's really easy to misunderstand what's being said. So, that's kind of how I was feeling. I was like, well, nobody's ever gonna listen to me if I talk like this. Yeah. Um, For a while I thought about being a school teacher, but I don't, I think the only reason I thought that was because I have a lot of cousins who have followed that path. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, well, everybody else is doing it, yep. but I ended up. Um, my ex-fiance when we were when we first started living together, he was just learning to do front-end development for the web, like Flash. Do you guys remember Flash? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So he was a Flash developer, or becoming a Flash developer when we met, basically. Um, and he just noticed that I like like to draw, and he was like, "Hey, have you ever used Photoshop? I need someone to like do designs for these like websites that I'm doing because I'm not very good at design." And so I kind of learned how to do the job that I do now by by like just working with him. Yeah.
2: You what? I hate web design. You hate it.
0: You said you did it for a while, right? You I were, did, yeah. but you mostly did print. <laughs> How did you get into design?
2: Um, I come from a small town, and in small towns, they think that the only way to monetize your artwork is the advertising. Oh, So okay. I was kind of pushed into
0: marketing and advertising. I mean, it's not the only way, but it's definitely the easiest way, right? Yeah, it's not the most. Fulfilling artistic expression. Oh. It was fun to
2: come up with creative solutions, but it was always solutions to other people's problems. Yeah. Just want to make something for myself. Definitely the best job I ever
0: had. though. Yeah. Oh, you just had a good culture? Yeah. That makes all the difference, turns out. (laughs) Um, Working with people, I mean, working with people you like is super important, and working with people whose work you respect is, like, tops. It can be hard to work with people when you don't think they're doing a good job. I'm really lucky, because everybody in my department, everybody I work with is, like, that's a rock star.
1: downtown and restore the buildings we have had some
3: like
1: people with more money come in and buy all these buildings and fix them up and hire new like people to come in and put stores and shops and cafes and diners in oh um, that's not bad that sounds bar. like a
3: yeah
0: that's right what's that we Nice, congratulations. One Place has the Impossible Burger. <laughs> one Place has what? Oh, Impossible Burger? I had the one at White Castle, or at Oh White Castle once, and it was really salty. Yeah. I don't like
3: White
1: Castle. I don't like, like, like the condensed version of it. I don't like how White Castle does it Not much. Yeah. More so than like,
0: the big burger. I mean, I feel like White Castle is just like, trying to do its own thing, right? Yeah. I mean, it's a smart idea, really though. <laughs> We, I was vegan for a year.
2: When you were vegan to, for a year? Yeah, as far as fast food goes, it, it was impossible. Mm. Even Taco Bell changed their rice recipe mm-hmm. to include like beef broth or something in it. Was, oh, really? Yeah, so their rice isn't even vegan, so you couldn't go get a version Yeah, you could uh, uh, get like guac and beans, but you couldn't have it in rice, and it's like
0: Yes. Yeah, I guess it'd be hard to be vegan in, like, sort of a rural town. Is, you count, Miriam, would you call it rural? Yeah. It's like rural and industrial. Yeah. It's, it's manufacturing.
2: manufacturing and farming. That's all it is. Yeah. There's no real art scene there. There's no real... Yeah. Pretty much all the entrepreneur stuff is either food or... ...manufacturing.
1: Yeah. A lot of people I know that are from, like, that kind of scene, a for more scene to moved to Columbus. Sure. I mean, it's close. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice to
0: in Columbus.
1: But, yeah,
0: like, we our a house
1: near our jobs. Can you rent? Would you be able to rent that house if you moved? Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I wanted to change our loan type, though, or mortgage it. You think? Yeah, because our mortgage is a primary home mortgage. Like, we have to prove
0: that we are going to be living there and not using it as a rental property. Yeah. When I lived in D.C., I, um, I basically rented my house to my friends on the cheap in exchange for them looking after it, because I was going to move back, eventually I knew I didn't want to settle in D.C. I didn't want to sell the house. And uh, nobody is out there checking on you. Nobody's out there checking on you and being like, are you really living here?
2: They did tell us that, too. Like, There's no real police that go around and make sure you're doing it. We have to tell you that's the rules. If we catch you, then you're in trouble, but no one's going to be trying to catch you.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess we could like down the road rent it out if you find people to rent it out to and just move a place down here
4: but definitely closer to my pierogies.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
4: Well you can make pierogies too.
0: Not hard actually. Well not the
1: way my family does it. I've never tried to make a pierogie. What is the pierogi? It's like the outer shell made out of. The dough? Flour and water. An egg, yeah. You don't
0: even have to do egg, but we do. Well, maybe you do have to do it. I don't know.
1: Is there egg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think. I mean, Pierogi Mountain, they have vegan pierogies. So sure, yeah. It's all the time.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't need egg. You can use um, just like flour and water. But... Mm-hmm. I can share the recipe with you and some techniques if you want. We have a pasta roller which makes it a lot easier. It's like an attachment for our
4: kitchen mixers. Mm-hmm. Hi, Sandwich! Hi.
0: Hi. Hi! She's small, but she is kind of plump. Maybe that time of year, please. Yep. That time of
2: year? buffing up for the winter? Uh, maybe. winter going on. Well, we just got a cat, new cat. Her name is Helen. <laughs> <residency or>
1: <laughs> she goes through an entire bowl days. the day. Aww. <laughs> She's really stocking
0: up. Yeah. Is she skinny right now? She is skinny right now. Sandwich. When I got sandwich, I thought she was a kitten. She was so small. Cause she's like really sh- like mm-hmm. her profile's really small. She is so small. Um, she's petite, but I thought she was a kitten. And I took her to the vet, and the vet was like, uh, judging by her teeth, it looks like she's probably like two or three years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she was a grown- She was a fully grown cat, but she was so skinny. Like it seemed like, cause you can see how like chunky she is now. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like she, well, I don't know if it looked like this, but she was so skinny that I thought maybe, like, she had been, uh, some, like, she'd gotten into a, like, just a house around here when somebody was moving out and she got, like, locked in. Yeah. Cause, cause like, she was so skinny, she must have not eaten, or, like, barely eaten, and really been exercising, like, for, God like, I don't know, weeks, maybe? Sandwich, you were so skinny. You were such a skinny little cat. Such a cute name. It's really cute. <laughs> I got. She gets many compliments on her name. Um, what do you think? I think this might be done. I think so. No, it's done. Really, we Jason to do the artist herself? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. That's, That's really good. So I'm gonna um get another alcohol pad and see if I can clean up some of the, some of the ink that's like in the crevices right now. Okay. Um, and then we'll do a little aftercare on it. I'll put a little, uh, I have like a breathable barrier band-aid that you can put on it and you can shower with it. Um, this is going to take no time to heal, but um, basically what you want to do is just like, Clean it a couple times a day with, um, like mild soap, unscented, yes. okay. and then apply, um, like A&D or Aquifer, like basically a petroleum
1: barrier. Yeah. Aquifer
0: is like the standard, if you have tattoos, like
1: that's probably what they told you to I still have like some leftover lotion tattoo perfect stuff from when I got... Yep, you can definitely use that. That
3: so cool. God,
0: yeah, it
1: looks dope. Yeah, looks badass. <laughs> <laughs> I, the I, I hope you have a great, day.
0: It's so pigmented, it like really just stains the skin. What if I get a couple pictures? Not at all. Oops! Oops! that was there. <laughs> oh. How do you want the, work, like this way
1: or? Um, I think we should do.
0: Yeah, I think you should hold it up higher. Um, this way. Oh, I have to move back. Can you hold it closer to me, actually. I don't know if that's going to look cool, but. I'm trying, like, the. Oh, yeah, it's. I'm trying that portrait mode that, like, fakes uh, depth of field. Yeah. And it's just like. It's not getting, can you tilt your hand uh, towards Yeah, that's great. It's just like, it's only blurring parts of your face. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. Oh, just the regular camera is doing actual depth of field right now. I'm wondering if I should like, go over that dot a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not professional, but I think it's good. Mm-hmm. We need to move back a little
2: bit. Me or like
1: me? Make- mm-hmm. Obviously me. Make- That I get tattoos that are visible from clothing.
0: Sorry, mom. You say sorry, mom. Uh, okay. Yeah, let's get you a little
1: piece of this kind fun of stuff. And I think it's 100% asleep.
0: Oh, damn, my scissors are still over here, aren't they? So basically just leave that on for a couple of days mm-hmm. um, and it's so small it's gonna come right off but like uh, after a couple of days uh, you can just sort of be in the shower or like run it under water and just like slowly peel it away it'll kind like the um, the adhesion will weaken with water okay and then yeah just wash it a couple times a day with like an unscented soap if you have one a mild unscented soap uh, and then apply your your tattoo aftercare ointment that you still have. Mm-hmm. And you should be good to go. It should heal. I would keep that up for two weeks for a really good heal, but like a week is, you'll be probably fine after a week. All okay. right. I recommend it to you. All right. Nice. Oh my God, I tattooed somebody today. I was hoping that would happen. Yeah. Every time I do a tattoo, I'm like, I want to do more tattoos right now. You want tattoo? tattoo? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> for now. For now. Cool. Thank you so much for letting me do that. It was amazing.
1: Thank you for doing it. It looks so good. I like it so much. My leg is 100%. Thank
0: we you. a podcast. Is it
1: asleep? Oh no. It's fine. will be a podcast first for us. Yeah,
0: tattoo. I'll tattoo
2: on the podcast. First,
0: first live tattoo on the podcast. Hell yeah. Yeah, I'm honored. Thank you. Thank you.
4: That was badass. Awesome. Yeah, that was so fun. That's
3: Now I know how was to be you. Oh, God. <laughs> like, <"Who?">
2: yeah. <laughs> That's We're kind of like in
0: a fort back here right now. Yeah, you got a big blanket we can throw over here. Yes, I I, I do. I'm sorry, what was your account name? Uh, Sun God Spells.
4: Nerdiness. Yeah, so Yeah, are right in the acceptable level. What's that? It's
2: acceptable variance. Really You're right in the acceptable zone.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> Fantastic. That's what I was
2: shooting
0: for. Oh, yeah, she loves being in the bathroom. How long did that tattoo take? Did you happen to check the time? Uh,
2: tattoo, about an hour, and from sketching to finish, probably about an hour, and an hour.
0: Where do you I have me to throw away my...
4: Oh, you can flush
0: it You mean the applicator? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. yes. Oh, uh, there's a trash can under the sink. Okay. Yeah. You got that good plumbing. Good. That city
2: plumbing. What's that? That city plumbing. That, yeah, that city plumbing.
0: Going to the well. You guys don't have are you? do you? My parents do. I grew up on it. Oh, really?
2: Our house is in the city, though. Most of my life. I never realized how yeah, it stunk sometimes and so I would go out of town for a week or something and I'd come back. Yeah. And smell the well water and be like, oh man. I don't know I am not well water. I got a filter, I
0: installed a filter in my bathroom. Or sorry, in my kitchen. Uh, because the water in Columbus it's okay. It's okay in the winter, um, but in the summer, they we'll, put we'll a ton of chlorine in it to um, stop the algae bloom, basically. Uh, so it tends to taste in the summer either really like chlorine or earthy, like there's algae, like dead algae in it. Yeah. So. oh, you are you a creep? You're not really allowed in here. guys are doing tonight, or what your plans are? But um, the Columbus Live bands to watch showcase is tonight at Ace and Cups, and it's really Cups? Yeah. yeah. Um, I have a birthday party dinner and drinks type situation to do, but we're gonna end up there. So if you decide to go, you may see. We're going to game night. Oh, nice. In
2: town, in Columbus? Uh, Delaware. Oh, okay. It's yeah. well, right in the middle of our place, and here. You're so probably not coming back to Columbus. so. Probably. Yes. Yeah. Well, if that falls
0: through, you got an option. Ooh. Cool. I always appreciate options. Yeah. How old are you again
2: that? I'm 28. So right. That's I
4: thought. Well you least
2: 21. Tofu is two. And Duke is like no. Tofu. Tofu. about themselves. It feels weird to talk about Well, it feels weird to be like doing a lot of these Yeah. Are you going to have um, like a Facebook event or anything for the show? There already is one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll definitely be leaking all that
0: information. Yeah, if you want to promote if you want to friend me, I can add you to the list. Um, or you should be able to find it just via Facebook.com slash Mary Steele. I do if it's Mary, St- Mary Steele without space, or so it at that. So. I
2: lied earlier. This is the worst one.
1: Yeah,
0: it's like camping. Everything comes out great, and then it takes forever to put it back. How do this in last I to to the car at least. this post? Stop it! Oh, the Mary like, like my Instagram. Oh wait, hold on. No, I have that wrong. Oh, yeah, at the Mary Steele. At
4: the Mary Steele. Should be able to find it.
0: something going wrong. Uh-oh. What's up? Sandwich has been missing. Oh, is she just in there? Yeah.
1: Sandwich, come out. Is sandwich here? There, there's a sandwich in there. I didn't know there was a hole in the
2: wall, though. That's that. okay. She loves to go in there. Come on. on. Sandwich, come here. Oh, gee, there's a hole the wall? What are
4: you doing there?
1: Stop peeing. Come out. Come on. <laughs> I did
0: not want to be responsible for your cat. Yeah. Oh no, she's just in there. This is where she really owns on, There we go. <laughs> Hi, girl. Oh my
1: god. <laughs> spot. She like...
0: I don't want to know what she does in there. <laughs> I just know that she really likes it. And she doesn't really like very much of anything, so... If I can give her a little satisfaction, by letting her go under the sink.
1: Oh, good. No way. Well, she went under there and I'm like, I kept watching and I'm like, oh where are you? <laughs> Where'd she go? Uh, she fine. did not come out and there's a hole. I'm like, oh no, she, she ran away. Tipola, what's oh. up? You want to get in on the action? You yeah. can. Don't forget you your cardigan, your cell phone case, mm-hmm. and everything else. Okay. What do you want to do? No one. No one can't do this. You have your cell phone? Yeah, sorry. Let's put that. Good.